Another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. I am your host, Krista Kokot, a self made entrepreneur, married for 25 years, mom to two amazing grown men, author, extreme dog lover, speaker, currently living my passion as a life coach for women, helping them rediscover their identity, heal emotional baggage, stop the cycle of people pleasing so they can find purpose beyond traditional roles. Each week on the Love of Purple podcast, I share success stories and techniques from myself and other entrepreneurs and experts showing you exactly how you can live a life filled with passion and purpose. Are you guys ready? Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. I am your host, Chris Cocott. I am so excited to be coming at you again. I am sitting in my room down here in Costa Rica. The house is quiet and I'm going to share the most beautiful episode with you that, oh my gosh, I don't know why I have not done one on this specific topic before. Um, that I can think of. I know I've talked about it, but like on my social media, but I don't know if I've ever done an episode. And I'm like, last week I put out questions on my social media asking for feedback about what you guys would like to hear because obviously I do these for you and I do them so that you can grow and you can get some free coaching and you can lead your life in the most optimal way. So one of the things that was said to me was, can you do a topic on dealing with girl drama, the gossiping that happens in groups? Oh, Malanta, I don't know why I've not done this because it's so incredibly important to me and it falls actually into my people pleasing that I had for years and how I got wrapped up in that. So I'm excited. We're going to be diving into this topic today. And specifically around girls and groups and that kind of thing. And there's going to be some hard truth bombs that are dropped into here today that might be what I want to invite you to do is if I am to say something that you feel the hair on the back of your neck go up, you feel a little triggered, meaning you're thinking that's not me or, well, I don't know why this is happening because that's not what I do or something that you get your, that ego comes in hot and heavy saying that's not me or that I want you to just pause for just a second and think, could it be, am I attracting that? What is it that's going on? There's going to be some things in here. I'm going to share personal stories from myself and I'm going to help you um, be able to relate in your own life and how you can move forward to get out of that trap because, all right. I'm going to start back when years ago, okay? I used to say things like, I'm a guy's girl and I'd rather be around men. I'd rather be around guys. I was all the time. I was way easier to relate to men, to, to boys, even going up in like in junior high and high school. And, um, and then it just continued on as I got married and then I had two boys and I'm like, I'm a guy's girl. I'm just a guy's girl. And I got along better with guys because there was no drama, because there was no, you know, backstabbing and there was no people talking behind each other's back and stirring the pot and all that kind of stuff. So I just assumed that's the kind of people that I liked better was guys. I'm like, nope, girls are too catty. They're too. And I know that some of you out here listening right now are like, yup, 
And I completely get that because that was me for the longest time. I didn't realize that I was actually part of the issue and that I was attracting that type of drama into my life. I was attracting that because here's the thing for me, I was um, very comfortable in chaos. Okay. I was very comfortable in drama. I was very comfortable in the excitement of stirring the pot and making up a story about somebody and then them coming to me and get, you know, going, Hey, did you say that about Susie? Because da, da, da. like there was just this whole shit storm that would always happen around me. And there came a point in my life when I started the self-development journey that I'm like, wait a second, I'm the common denominator here. I am the one that is drawing all this in. Now that was more specific to me personally and how I would continue drawing people to me that wanted to share their stories because as a rescuer, as a helper, as a healer, which I didn't know I was at the time, I just thought I was helping people, right? But I was trying to fix them. I would listen to all their problems, which was usually about A, their husband, their significant other, um, their girlfriends, whatever it was, and I would just lap that stuff up because it made me feel wanted. It made me feel worthy. It made me feel included. It made me feel I was liked. It made me feel all these things that I wasn't giving to myself. And so I attracted a lot of these people. And every time I turned around, I'm like, why are people like bringing me into their drama? Because I would just perpetuate it. So then when I started to really look at my own self and I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. If I want to bring in new energy into my life, if I want to bring in new girlfriend friendships, I need to be different. It's very, I'm not saying this is a one and done, you guys. This is still something that if I'm attracting a certain person into my life, it's because I am putting out that energy of attracting that. Okay. It's because I am asking for that somehow. Now, some of you may disagree with this and that's okay, but I have learned that when I am sitting in my highest self and I'm in a place of self care, self love, and I'm vibing very high at the best version of myself, I attract nothing like that because it's nowhere around me. It doesn't want to be around me. I don't want it near me. I am not projecting any of that. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm not looking for external validation. Okay. So one thing I want you to do is what are you putting out into the world? What are you accepting into your life? So when I first began this and I had this talk with a girlfriend down here not long ago and it was because she's trying to break that cycle of drama being in her life too and I said I want you to look at even when somebody comes up to you and says hey, hey did you know that like Susan the other day she was like da 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 you in that moment have a choice you can continue listening to that and being that person that they feel that they can come and talk to about that and be that that dumping zone for them or you can change the subject to say I'm not comfortable talking about that we're talking about boundaries here people this is a boundary okay people learn quickly that they're not allowed to say that kind of stuff to you that you will not be that ear for them okay so that's on a personal level that's on a personal level where you're just you walking around and you're like, I don't want anything to do with drama anymore. Da, da, da. Then you need to stop surrounding yourself with those types of people. 
And you need to put up boundaries within your own self in your own life. And it can be with your parents. It can be with siblings. It can be with um, your friendships. It can be with your spouse, whatever it is. So for the longest time, I was somebody that would come home to my husband and I'd be like, I can't believe da, 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 da. And it would just perpetuate. And he had nothing to do with it. And it would make me so angry because he wouldn't give in to my drama. He would never join me with it. He would never join in on it, if that makes sense. He wouldn't be like, really? Tell me what she did. Nothing. <laughs> I would just get like, babe, you probably need to go talk to her. And I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> so thank God he was like that. Thank God he was like that. Because if he would have just been perpetuating it, it just would have been a shit show. So when I realized I didn't want to be that type of person anymore, then I started to show up a little bit differently in the world. That's when I started to attract different women into my life. Powerful, strong, beautiful, gentle, peaceful, healers, nobody, idea talkers, dream talkers, business workers, all these things. No, people that do not talk about other people ever, ever. So victim people. Those are other ones that like to really talk about how woe is me. I hate my life. Everything happens to me. Why me? Da 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 da. Those are, and this is part of the reason why I became a coach too, y'all, is because I was somebody that loved to, to listen to people and I really loved to help people. But I also was realizing that I had wisdom and I had experience and I had the ability to help people move from A to B, get out of that victim mindset. I knew how to help them. What I found was that I was not putting up enough boundaries and they weren't doing the work. They were asking for advice and not taking it. Uh, when I became a coach, people now pay me to help change and I see a massive difference huge difference because people put money down and they're like, I'm going to do the work. I'm dead dog serious. I'm ready to change. I don't want to be like this anymore. So when people pay, they play, right? When people have stuff for free and you're constantly there hearing people's, you know, drama and their victim story and all that kind of stuff, you're going to hear it over and over and over and over again, unless you a put a stop to it and you say, Hey, that's enough. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to allow that anymore into my life. So in group setting where this question comes in is how do you drop the drama in group setting um, dealing with girl drama the gossiping that happens in groups you are the leader you're the leader this is something I quickly learned when I first started leading groups and I'm very thankful that I actually had done so much work on myself before I actually started leading because I've been in many groups where the gossip gets out of control and I hear about it often. And I'm talking big money groups. Like I'm talking <laughs> groups where there's like 200 women there and you've dropped $3,000 for the weekend and it's just a drama fest. And I've been to them and I'm like, okay, what, what's going on here? What, what are, where, what is happening here? This is not where I want to be. Of course, when you've put that many people together, you're going to have some conflict. You're going to have some differences. You're going to have, you know, some that do that. I get that. But what I really realized was that I gravitated towards the women that weren't like that. And I found my, you know, I would find my people. If you've got smaller groups, okay. So a lot of you out there within the smaller group 
uh, area. So mine, I think the, the most that I ever led was, um, well, we did Tijuana too, and there would be some drama in there too. So the biggest thing that I can tell you is that A, nip it in the bud quickly if you hear about it. B, you have to lead by example. So one of the things that I've done in my group sessions is I will say there's a zero tolerance for drama. What I mean by drama is nobody talks behind anyone's back. If you've got a problem with somebody, you go straight to them. You do not talk to somebody else about it. I was part of a mastermind group years and years and years ago, and there was eight of us in there. And that's how she would kind of start it out. She just had no time of day for the drama. And um, I can remember a girl coming up to me that was in the mastermind. We were all over the world but we got together for two retreats and she came up to me and she's like you know what when you say this it really hurts me and nobody else knew about it but the two of us that's it that's it and nobody knew about it nobody it never went any further it was just the two of us that knew about it that's how you take care of it period and then you have to be able to listen to that and take that criticism as growth because sometimes when we hear criticism it's our ego and we can't take it and we're like ugh. Why would you say, Ugh, she's a bitch. Why would she say that to me? We have to be able to take the criticism that we hear and either go, I hear where you're coming from and I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. That was not my intent, whatever it is. Or you take who it's coming from and go, okay, that's her perception. You know, there's two, there's a few ways to look at it here. In the group setting, I would start off a lot of my groups with um, this is a no drama zone. If there's any... Uh, thing that you need to deal with somebody, please go and talk to them, period. Because here's also what happens. You guys are going to you guys are going to like this one because when you go on retreats, right? Or when you get into group settings, sometimes you're off one-on-one, -on -one, right? Or you have a roommate and you'll have these late night, beautiful chats and you'll start chatting with them. And pretty soon you're talking about everybody else in the group. And before you know it, you go to bed and you feel yucky because you know, you've just slandered some people's names you've talked about other people and it doesn't feel good at all I don't know about you but there was a time where that's where I woke up that's where I was like I'm no longer wanting to do this because when I walk away from these people I feel like I've been verbally thrown up on and I can't get that yuckiness off of me and I don't want to feel like that anymore so what do I have to do I have to set up boundaries. I had to say something. I had to remove myself from those situations. And that can be hard because they're comfortable. And I know I'm talking about group settings and this goes for if you personally, if you're listening to this and you were somebody that's around a lot of women and maybe you host parties and maybe you like to do things at your house and there's just a few that have this like negative drama that comes in and you know, it's if you're somebody that's comfortable being a mediator, uh, going over there, hey, can I, you know, can I help you with something? Can I help you work through something? If there's something that you can help, you know, just go over there and go, you know what, why don't you go and I've had numerous times where someone has been talking to me about somebody else and I'll go, you know what, the best thing to do here is actually go talk to them, not me. I'm not the one you need to be talking to about this. If they're bothering you that much or if what they're saying or what they're doing is, you know, really bothering you, you need to go say something to them. And nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> nobody wants to hear that because nobody wants to go talk to somebody. It's uncomfortable. It, you could offend them. You could lose them as a friend. You could, there's also, they could be mad at you. And there comes the people pleasing, right? There goes back to the people pleasing. So it's work 
you guys. It's unlayering, it's unraveling another layer. It's peeling back a layer of onion on yourself of just going, why is this in my life right now? Maybe you, um, maybe you're somebody that had removed it for a long time and you haven't been around it. And it's like, I've been really good for so long. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing it show back up. I'm sure, well, excuse me. It's showing back up in my life in different areas. So when I moved down here to Costa Rica, it's almost been four, four months now. I was really good at the beginning. I've been really good for a long time of just not saying yes and doing things and blah, blah, blah. And then there was a few days there where I started to find myself saying yes to things I didn't really want to say yes to. And I started to <clears throat> go to little things that I didn't really want to go to that wasn't me. And I had to take a step back or I started listening to different women around here talk about different women around here. And I'm like, whoa, this is so not me. Wow. So I had to go out for coffee with this another person and go, ah, this was so my bad. This is not who I am. And this is not what I call into my life ever. And I had fallen back into a little bit of, I hope they like me. I'm new in town. Um, nothing <laughs> to the way that I used to be, but just the small part of just even listening to me, um, listening to somebody else's drama is a boundary that I hold clearly and I do not do. So when I fall back into that, that's a red flag for me, okay? So what I want to encourage you to do is the one thing is to see what you are putting out there. Are you holding firm in your boundaries? Have you made it known that that is not okay in your life? Have you made it known that that's not okay in your life? And if I haven't touched on a certain relationship that possibly you're having some drama in, how can it work in that in your own situation that you're dealing with right now? If I haven't said an actual specific case, but you're dealing with something in your own life, have you actually made it known or do they keep projecting things onto you? Do they keep coming to you for certain things? Do you keep hearing about certain things? I'm going to talk about, uh, we used to do Tijuana, Mexico uh, trips. And if you've been following me for a long time, you'll know this. But if you haven't, every year my husband it was a youth leader for 17 years. And through the church organization that we did and through another, comp uh, through another organization called Amor, he would lead people, youth and adults from our church and outside the church as well down to Tijuana, Mexico. And every spring break, we would go down and build houses and he would lead it. And sometimes there'd be 20 people. And sometimes there, I think the most we had was like 72 one year, 72 people. So we would go down there and you put that many people together in a really pressure cooker of building homes and it's a missions trip and it's, you know, uh, making the world a better place. And everyone's like, yay, yay, yay. There is drama that unfolds. There's absolutely drama that unfolds. And what I learned in those scenarios, I would sometimes hear about it because the girls would come to me. Like sometimes the younger girls or even the adult women would come to me and be like, oh, I can't believe that. Da, da. I had to learn in that scenario, I didn't want to be about that. And I would go straight to Carmen, my husband, the leader, and I'd go, this is what's going on. You need to go snip that in the bud because I need out of it. I am not going to be in the middle of this. I am not going to be the person. So then he would go take care of it because he was the leader. And he was so fantastic. He would just be like, that's not happening. Stop it. <laughs> if you've got a problem with A and B, you guys go take care of that. Do not involve anybody else. So I learned there that um, 
people would just gravitate to me. And this might be you too, you guys. It still happens because if you are a good listener, which I know that is a gift of mine, if you are somebody that likes to um, bring people together, if you're somebody that likes to be around people and people just get this really good vibe from you, you will have people talking to you. Guess what? You get to direct that conversation. You get to decide what you hear and what you don't talk about and what you do talk about. You are the controller of your life in that area. Oof. You get to take control of that. And that's what's so beautiful. So if there's something in an area that you are really, you know, you're just like, I don't know what's going on there. Take a really good look as if to see what it is. If you've not said something, if you've said something, if you've said something and they're not honoring it, you need to bring that up too. And sometimes uh, for me personally, I had to take a break from a lot of different friendships in my life until I really got clear on what I want to accept in my life and what I don't. And even with my coaching, even now, if you were to work with me, we do not talk about other people on my coaching call. Now, if it's a relative, it's a relationship, we don't talk about them in a negative way. If there's a struggle that you're having with a relationship, of course, we will dissect that and see where you, not them, you need to be the change, not them. Because we can't change anybody else, right? We can only work on ourselves, period. As you put up boundaries, as you start speaking up, as you start saying your truth, as you start living and acting differently, you will draw different things into your life. Absolutely. It just works. You will start to see the world differently and people will start to see you differently. And Sarah, who used to talk about everybody all the time, no longer wants to talk to you because you no longer accept that into your life. I say it often. We teach people how to treat us. We teach people how to treat us. If you need more help and we need to go deeper on this topic and you have more specific questions around this and how to really be, um, just really be the beacon of light and attract different people into your life. Or, you know, maybe you just need a little tweak. Please know that this is what I'm here for. And like I said, kind of at the beginning, mine was a whole people pleasing thing. I did that because I wanted everyone to like me and I thought everyone would like me if I knew everything about everybody. And I, you know, if someone came up to me, they're like, have you heard about Sarah? I'd be like, yeah, I totally have. And I just knew it for everybody else because that was my worth. My worth was tied up in how much people needed me, how much I was fixing and rescuing, codependent, all the things. And now I could give a rat's ass if I know anything about anybody. <laughs> Literally. Uh, it's just so freeing to just concentrate on your own self and lead by example. So if you need help on this, you guys, please reach out. I would love to be able to um, work with you. I've got a couple spots left open for my one-on-one -on -one private coaching. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. My, uh, You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I am Krista Cocott. And we will chat with you guys later. Bye.